Once again, Ashley Simpson. Hello, guys. Welcome back to Scammed High Tip. Hi, Nicole. How are you today? I'm good. I'm nervous. Yeah, this is a big deal episode for you. I understand. It's a big day. I understand what's gone into it. Um, I'm excited for this one. This is a long time coming. You have so much to say. I think you're going to educate so many people. Yes. Um, yes. We're going to talk about Britney Spears later in this episode, which is Yeah. And for those who don't important. know, who don't know Tiffany in real life, like, how do we describe who Britney Spears is to you? She is like a mother, a sister. <laughs> no, she's just my favorite performer. And I know the joke is that she, like, doesn't really perform, but, like, she did Once Upon a Time. And her music just really spoke to me, always. She was, like, your number one, like, coming she of age. She was like, and still is my number one. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like she nurtured me into being a woman. Yeah. Today. As, yeah. You know, not a perfect woman, but no one is. No. So it's true. So that's what I love about her. Yeah, this is a very big deal. And you guys don't understand, literally, Tiffany is sitting here with a ream of paper that she printed out full of notes to give you guys the full story yeah. on, like, the scam surrounding the Britney Spears industrial complex and, yes. like, why we're all being fucked. Yes. And we're going to get to that, but we couldn't open this episode today on September 11th without talking about not the Twin Towers, but... No, that's not a scam. That's not a scam. That really happened. Yeah. Um, despite what YouTube is trying to tell me in my recommended videos, but... Yes. Um, Caroline Calloway. Yes. Which was all over white Twitter last night. And I have stayed away from it because Nicole is yeah. going to tell us about it and I want to hear it for the first yeah. time with fresh ears. Yeah. I got. I just got a DM from my brother like an hour ago and he was like, who is Caroline Calloway like... Do, I tried Googling this. I don't understand. Are you guys going to talk about this? I was like, of course we're going to talk about this. But we're going to keep it brief because we want to get to Brittany. But basically, for those who don't feel like Googling, Caroline Calloway is just your run-of-the-mill Instagram influencer. And she really kind of started to pop off in like 2015. She was a foreign exchange student at Cambridge from New York, grew up wealthy, like very kind of nebulous background, grew up wealthy. And I think... She, she amassed around 800,000 followers, I think, because people, she kind of, to her credit, was doing something interesting with the medium of Instagram because she was taking these photos of this young white woman studying abroad in London, and the way she was posting her posts were almost in the past tense. So she would write about things that happened in her life six months to a year prior, kind of recounting them back. So it was very but like, poetic. But like, the f like recounting the story of what, behind the photo? Like, yeah. So there's okay. a photo of her, for instance, in front of the river in London. And it's like, little did I know, when I first started Cambridge, like what I would, what I would run into, that I would meet a handsome Swedish man, that I would blah, 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 blah. And her, her, her captions her. were so long. I hate this. I basically, I just said, like, like, if Taylor Swift wasn't a musician, she would be Caroline Calloway. Yeah, same, makes sense. Same energy she's giving off. Same kind of, like, bullshit basic fake, white bitch energy. Basic, this is the whitest, like, non-scam scam that I've ever seen. Like, whiter than, like, the college admission scam, which is pretty fucking white. Yeah. Um, so, basically, she kind of just became this big deal. The Daily Mail kind of discovered her. I'm not sure why. She just started amassing all these followers. One of them including a lit agent. 
So she basically got a book deal from her Instagram, which is like dream scenario. Like yeah. get enough, get enough followers. Because she had this like fairy tale she story. She had this fairy tale and the way okay. that she wrote was very like flowery and like I think, you know, just white girls in the US following her were like she's living like this this British fantasy. So that happens in 2015. She gets this book deal um, allegedly for $350,000 advance, which is insane for a first-time author. Does not happen. Does not happen. We then slowly come to see the, the, the cracks in the veneer from like 2016 to like 2018. Like suddenly the book deal's going away. And suddenly, you know, the posts are kind of like few and far between. And she's a little bit all over the place. But essentially the the whole thing kind of crumbled and it's not so much a scam like she did amass these followers she did kind of create this story she was going to school at cambridge but the reason it all kind of coalesced yesterday on twitter and all over the internet is because the cut published this giant piece from her best friend her ex-best friend who was around during the gathering of all of these followers. Okay. And she was actually her, like, ghost writer. So she would help her write these Instagram captions. She help her wrote... Who is this bitch? Her name is Natalie. Just, like, her friend? Just, like, her friend okay. from New York. She didn't go to Cambridge. Because I think previously Caroline went to NYU, and that's where they met. So, and okay. The re- and Caroline was desperate to get into an Ivy League school and applied to Cambridge, like, three times, finally got in. Like, she was desperate to, like, live this fantasy that she was almost already painting on Instagram before she even had the photos to take. Okay. She was, like, desperate to tell this story um, and be this But what person. was her friend benefiting so from So her it? friend... It's really interesting. So if you if you read the piece, like, you know, she's like a decent writer. You can definitely see the it like the similarities. Like she she claims that she wrote like so many of the Instagram captions, the captions, the very captions that like got her this book deal. She wrote, she ghost wrote, she helped ghost write the book deal. She like cut this deal with Caroline, like you know, hi one day in their apartment. Like you give me thirty five percent of everything, and I'll continue to be your ghostwriter. It's very weird. It's almost like she had a crush on her, or she was just like obsessed with her. And the way that she talks about Caroline is that she is just like magnetic, and that people just do things for her, and they just find themselves like, you know, helping her. Wow, or must whatever. be nice. What so. The fuck? <laughs> The big scam of it all, the first the first scam of it all was the, kind of the book deal going away. She gets this book deal from this big lit agent who's who actually was an agent at one point for Donald Trump, but also oh, Kat okay. Marnell, who was like a big internet person, Max Tucker, big internet person, and the book deal goes away. She can't fulfill it. She ends up having to give back $100,000. She basically, and but Natalie in this cut piece says... She she just couldn't do it. She was just like she was. She well, was she write. making up the stories? She wasn't re- really making up the stories. Okay. Like all of it happened, but the way in which it was written was so over the top that it was just like it was almost too good to be true. Because okay. it wasn't a re- she wasn't really. I mean, her aesthetic in general is not like a real girl. Yeah, it's very again very Taylor Swift fairy tale over the top. So the book deal goes away, and she kind of goes under the radar. But then the next thing that happens at the beginning of this year, 2019, she comes back on the scene with a $165 course for her followers. Um, that's a, for a tour that's in like four different cities where they can come and she'll teach you I think for four hours maybe or maybe it's 
I can't teach remember all the numbers. Teach you what? I know it's $165. She'll teach you how to be authentic. No. How to be yourself. Oh, And basically my God. that's all that it takes to get all of these followers. Okay. And so that's really the gist of it. Like the book deal is point A. This the scammy like $165 course slash tour is is point B. Yes. And point C is this piece that just came out on the cut from her friend Natalie saying, I was around the whole time. I basically ghost wrote like everything that she posted. This bitch is not authentic and at all. And she's not authentic. But the reason I say it's not a scam is because I don't think she's any different from any influencer that exists like they're all doing this yes I don't quite know the obsession with her specifically I frankly think she's so hateable because she lives in this like fairy tale yeah so I would imagine I mean my guess is like 20% of the people who follow her just like hate follow her because it's like who is reading this like how are you reading this with a straight face but definitely going to be a book it's definitely going to be a movie or something or a tv series inspired by etc because there's scammy elements but it's not no, like you're right it's not a, a full scam scam because i think a lot of instagram influencers do this all the time but to be fair also like no one's fucking qualified to do anything in this world exactly like it doesn't matter like i went to school for pr and right. like i'm working in tech like right. it doesn't mean and i don't do pr in tech. right i think that people you know, want to make money and they want to like be an expert in something. And honestly, what she should have done was teach a class on just how to be successful on Instagram, not how to be authentic because that's what people want on Instagram. People don't give a shit about your authenticity on Instagram. People want to see certain things and she knows what it is. And like teach people that secret and you know what, you'd make a lot more money. There'd be a lot more people signing up to figure out how because being successful on Instagram is money. And I think a red flag to anybody, and again, like this is why I hate Taylor Swift so much. When you're rape, when you're waving the flag saying "I'm authentic, I'm authentic, I'm authentic," to me, something giant up. red flag. Something's up. Giant red flag. Because yeah. why do you have to say it? Yeah. It's like anytime you meet someone and they tell you that their whole bullet list of "I'm down to earth," "I'm I'm a straight shooter." You don't have to tell me any of this. Just be those things and yes. I'll know. And if you're extremely beautiful, which I'm assuming she's very beautiful. I mean, in your opinion, like objectively, is she beautiful? Why do she, people follow her? To me, she genuinely looks like any white woman like in the grocery store. That's what I'll say. Okay. But does Taylor Swift look like that to you or she's like more beautiful um, than that? Taylor Swift kind of looks like that to me too. So okay, maybe so I'm, I'm not, assuming I'm not this a fair, woman. Like, if you're okay, like I'll, beautiful, I'll show you, I'll show okay, you show me. To, but if someone's like beautiful and lives a fairy tale fucking dream life and posts all of her special little dreams on Instagram, you're not being authentic because no one is perfect and no one has a fairy tale and no one is always happy. So like that's the first red flag. Actually, is just like seeing that that's someone's life. Red flag, not real. Yeah, she's pretty. I'm looking at a picture of her. She's not, like, exquisitely beautiful, but, yeah, she's really pretty. Okay, sorry. I, I reserve the word beautiful for, like, Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, Me yeah, too. she's pretty. But we should, she's, like, yeah. a white, pretty woman. Yeah. Okay, and look, here's Taylor Swift on her feet. Of course. She wrote, Whoa. what Taylor Swift's lover taught me about being a scammer. No fucking way. I forgot that I read this. Yeah. My first but, ever freelance know, piece And I didn't live. know who she was. I wow. didn't know who she was when I read that. And I okay. was like, I fucking hate this bitch because I listened to her prose and it was exactly, sounded exactly like Taylor Swift. Well, so it takes a scammer to know this, one, which means you are scammers. This is a recommendation to anyone who likes Taylor Swift. You will love Caroline Calloway. There you go. And you're welcome. You're wel- Thank you you're so welcome. much. You're Thank welcome. you. And you've saved everyone a lot of Googling. I know. That's what the show's That's what about. That's we do. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> 
Okay. Is it time? It's time, and I'm nervous, but I've been getting a lot, a lot, a lot of DMs about Britney Spears, okay? Lots of questions, lots of trolls, and I think the time has finally come for me to make my public statement and set the record straight about my idol, Britney Spears. It's like a book report. It's literally my <laughs> dissertation. I have like a timeline I've laid out because there's a lot of information, yeah. but we've all been scammed into believing that Britney Spears is crazy. And this is a very, very, very lucrative business scam that has been going on for over a decade by her managers, her dad, people on her team to exploit her and keep her under their control so they can profit off of her work, okay? Everyone on earth that knows me personally knows how much I love her. I literally called Nicole this morning crying because I was nervous. I actually was crying. I might cry while we do this. I'm going to try really hard not to, but I might. Um, I just want to do her right. So... I just want to say, before I do the deep dive, I want to give a couple of facts up top for bitch-ass haters listening to suck on while I do this expose, okay? But also, if you are a bitch-ass hater, then, like, don't listen, because, like, I don't want your listenership. So just, like, Agreed. fuck the fuck like, right off. get out off. of here. Yeah, fuck off, okay? Get out of here. So the first thing I want you to know... This is for learning, okay? This so is for learning. So come with an open mind and an open heart. And an open heart and know that, you know what... We're all fucking little sheep and we're all following the crowd. Not everything you see or read is what it is. That's exactly why scams scammed started. Yes, it is because we're getting scammed left and right and we're led to believe that we're not. So the first thing I want you guys to know is that the court documents filed by Britney Spears' team at the end of 2018 state that her total assets and net worth is a little over $59 million, okay? I'm not going to list everything out right now, but just to give you some perspective. Some starting places. Some starting to, places to, okay, to ruminate, it. okay? She's made $324 million in concert earnings, $50 million from album sales, $140 million from merchandise, like her 19 different fragrances. Literally, that's made over a billion dollars. But from that, she's gotten $140 million. $132 million in endorsement deals, okay? So, like, but her I'm, net worth is? $59 million. So I'm not even listing everything. Okay. But before taxes, she's earned in her lifetime somewhere over $670 million. Got it. Okay? So where the fuck is her money going? Okay? Great question. Because her daddy, Jamie Spears, has full control of her financial and medical care. So she's been in this court conservatorship for 11 years. So I don't, she's not in control of the money. So how can her net worth in a court document that was filed at the end of 2018 say that it's only $59 million, okay? The second, is this a common question a lot of people are asking yes, on the internet? Yeah, okay. yeah, it just doesn't This isn't add like up. a Lou Pearlman, like I was in a shitty record deal. No, no. Okay. It's not like something that's like super publicized because they're like, well, after taxes, like that's like maybe like 400 something million. Sure whatever and like people are saying she has a lot of medical expenses she has a lot of legal expenses she has yeah but where the fuck are hundreds of millions of dollars so that's part one of this is why this is a financial scam potentially okay Okay? and then the second thing I want you to think about before I go in is that Britney Spears has been under this 11-year conservatorship where she's been denied the right to freely associate with her friends I'm reading from a document that was like submitted, a court document document in 2014 trying to lift this conservatorship. She has been denied the right to freely associate with her friends. She's been denied the right to make or receive phone calls. She has been denied the right to receive and send mail. She has been denied the right to her finances. She has been denied the right to operate a motor vehicle and must be accompanied by security guards when in public, whether in a motor vehicle or on foot, and the security guards are hired by the conservator. Okay. 
So that's straight up this is like a court document worse email. Than parole. She's a prisoner. She's straight up a prisoner. And this was all documented seven years after the conservatorship began, okay? And which was when? Which Two, was in 2007. 2007. And so this is 2014. And all of that happened, all of this for 11 years, all of these rights taken away mm-hmm. because she shaved her fucking head when she was 26, okay? Like, I know there's other facts that I'll get into that have led yeah. to the crazy thing, but I'm saying what really threw people over the edge was seeing her Publicly. with her shaved head, okay? And the umbrella and, yeah. Yeah, she, and she can't have unsupervised time with her two sons. And still. Still, still. And I just want she's you never alone to think about, she's not allowed to be. She's always with her security guards if she's with her children, who she does not hire. So I just want everyone to think about the fact that Michael Jackson named his baby Blanket, okay? (laughs) Which that is fucking crazy enough. But he dangled Blanket. A child. A child, the child Blanket over a fucking balcony. And he was accused of molesting children for years. There was footage of R. Kelly. And he looked like that. And he looked insane. Yes, he looked insane and he was insane. And we all know that now, but only after he's dead can we talk about that. So there was footage of R. Kelly peeing on a young 14-year-old girl. Allegations of him kidnapping and raping young girls was going around for years. And no one, no one, legally deemed either of these people insane. And no one fucking ordered them to have supervised visitation with their children. Both of these men who were hurting children, Mm -hmm. accused of hurting children Mm -hmm. and did hurt children on camera, both over a balcony and one was peeing on one, they weren't allowed to be with their children unsupervised. So I just want you guys to think about that while I go into this. This is my magnum opus. Mm -hmm. I've been a Britney Spears historian for many Mm -hmm. years. I'm unofficially her private investigator. I've been collecting a lot of documents, a lot of facts. I've really, really narrowed it down for this conversation today. But that's what those are just two things I want anyone with a negative mindset to keep in mind. Okay. So let me take you back in time. I'm going to tell you a very sad story about a girl named Lucky. Okay. (laughs) On December 3rd, 1981, a star was born in Kentwood, Louisiana, mm-hmm. which had a population of like a little over 2,000 people. This is like hick America. Yes. Sorry if that's offensive, but like it is what it is. Deep South, small ass town, very religious family, okay? She was on Broadway since she was like three years old. She started, she's been put to work her whole life. She was on Disney Channel when she was 12. We all know that that fucking damages people. And I'm going to fast forward to 2002 now because that's when, like, the shit really starts to go down. And the purpose of, like, this today is just I want to take you through 2002 to 2007, really. Okay. To just explain. I want you guys to look at her crazy actions, quote, unquote, crazy, through a new perspective. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we're in 2002. Britney Spears is 20 years old. And, like, pop star of the world. Pop star of the world. Pop princess, top of the world. She just, a year before, when she was 19, performed at the VMAs with the snake. Like, she's just on top of the world. She's dating Justin Timberlake. Yeah. And rumors start flying around that her and Justin are breaking up. And then this motherfucking anti-vaxxing baby killer. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Releases Cry Me a River, okay? Mm-hmm. And then he releases a music video literally using a Britney stunt double singing about his bitch ass getting cheated on by Britney. She, because didn't she? Yeah, she did, okay? And she cheated on him with her backup dancer, Wade Robson. There's also a lot of reports that Justin cheated on Britney many, many times before she did. That's not the point, though. Like, either way, okay. she did cheat on him. It's wrong. Both ways is wrong. But this is extremely traumatic for a 20-year-old girl sure. from a small religious town 
in 2002. Like, it's not like today where everyone's, like, naked. When she, like, took her clothes off at the VMA, she was, like, already deemed, Well, like, I'm sure the whole ride from Broadway to Disney to MTV was in- incredibly disorienting. Yes, extremely disorienting. It would be for, for me as a 36-year-old woman yes. to suddenly become famous. Yes, and then the way that she was being portrayed by, like, Jive Records was, like, on her first magazine cover for Rolling Stone was she was forget. a virgin. I'll never forget. She was this virgin. She was, she was the Lolita. Sexy virgin. With a sucker in her mouth. Exactly. With a sucker in her mouth, like on a bed, yeah. in a bra, literally at 16. Like she didn't have control over the image they were putting on her. Of that course. was Jive's decision. So for this girl who's from this very small town, very religious background, she's 20 years old. If that happened to a girl in college or high school and they're getting like publicly slut shamed by their boyfriend, it's just extremely traumatic. It's also fucked up that like when men cheat, it's much more forgivable than women cheat. Just mm-hmm. something to keep in mind, mm-hmm. okay? So now she's like a slut, she's calculated, she's a witch, she's I mean, a liar, and, and she's that, a cheat. That's part of the history of, of the earth. Yeah, like, that's that part is, of the history of the fucking earth. Books be up for forevermore. And any time yes. a woman does something bad, she's the witch, she's the devil, yes. she's the Yes, and blah, I blah, think blah. Britney Spears is a huge like representation like and archetype. symbol and archetype of this happening yeah. to women and it's she's still a prisoner today so yeah. like basically her cheating on Justin and being slut shamed is like humiliating for her probably so traumatic for her because it's not like he just sang a song about getting cheated on he used a double of her it was like clearly her he was letting the right. world fucking know to help his stupid ass solo career his bobo ass like first song didn't know what the fuck he was doing but it starts I'm saying just like the seed of the idea that like she's not trustworthy you know what I'm saying like she's a cheater okay and she's a woman cheater so I will never forgive him for what he did whatever so one year later she's in Vegas okay to celebrate New Year's Eve and she's celebrating New Year's Eve for the first time as a 21 year old so she's mm-hmm. in Vegas, she's partying, just like any of us would fucking do if we were in Vegas for New Year's when we were 21. Yeah. And she's with her childhood friend, Jason Alexander, okay? And on January 3rd, around 3 a.m., Jason Alexander says, we were just looking at each other and said, let's do something wild and crazy. Let's go get married for the hell of it. Yeah. Okay, I don't know who said that first. Jason, maybe, kind of <laughs> sounds like it, because she's like the pop princess of the world, and like she did marry him, and... I think it's because she was an extremely controlled 21-year-old. That was, like, her beginning of, like, wanting to rebel. She's now 21. She can drink. She was drunk. She was fucked up. She says that she Meaning was... Meaning peop- other people were always controlling her. Very, not very she controlled. Was no, yeah, no, yeah, she yeah, was yeah. not self-controlled. She was, like, just trying she to be was, rebellious. She like, rebelling. And she was quoted saying, like, I just wanted to rebel. That's what she says. Sure. She got it annulled after 55 hours. Like, really not a big deal. Truly not. Truly not. But the headlines on all the magazine covers, yeah. and I'm quoting, say, Britney, out of control. Britney, over the edge. Why Pop's former good girl is suddenly so bad. And so I I did want to say that, like, Jive Records, her label, like, to explain some of the control to you guys, they didn't allow her to release her own material 95% of the time. And, like, obviously labels want to release the songs that are going to make the most money. They don't want to, like, waste, like, their time or have an artist do something out of, like, range. But... They completely dropped her self-written, co-produced, would-be fifth album. They just, like, dropped it. They let her write the whole thing. They co-produced it. It was supposed to be called The Original Doll. And then they just dropped it. What and year they was were this? like, that's not going to happen. That was in, like, 2005. Okay. 2006. And so she has no freedom of expression in her work life. And I think that that's why she rebels in her personal life. And she's 21, mind you. Right. That's normal. And she's been on the ride since 16. Since, since 16. Even 13 as a Disney well, star. Well, right. 
And so I just wanted to act like add the perspective for anyone thinking like why was her rebellion so extreme? I didn't get married That's in Vegas. That's not that extreme, by it's the way. It's not that extreme, and also her life was much more extreme than you and I. Like, yeah, she was twenty one and fucking the number one superstar in the world. Yeah. So like she was just trying to break out. Okay, so then she gets married in January for fifty five hours, gets it annulled. Later that year in April of twenty four of two thousand and four, she meets Kevin motherfucking Federline. A trash-ass gigolo. <laughs> love gigolos. Trash-ass gigolo. And she gets married to this bozo after three months of dating. Mm-hmm. Okay, people once again headline saying, Britney's crazy, out of control. Britney lives in chaos. But you have to understand that she grew up in a hick town where everyone had babies at like 17. Yeah. Literally, like her own sister, Jamie Lynn. Yeah. This is very common. And I think that Britney thought that settling down... And, like, having a family would give her stability and freedom. Yeah. Like, I actually think she thought that it would help her. And very, very sadly, that was, like, the complete opposite of what happened with Kevin Federline. Do you think, do you, I don't know if you go into him more in this timeline, but do you think he was an opportunist? Yes. Do you think they actually loved each other? Like, what is your take on that? I think that he was 100% an opportunist. Did he love her at one point? Maybe. But I watched Chaotic. They had a reality show for a hot minute. It was very clear to me, even at that age when I was watching it, that, like, this man was just using her. Yeah. 100% using her. And I think that she felt so comfortable with him because... She could be, like, her own... She didn't need to be this, like, Barbie princess you see on screen. She could just be in, like, sweats totally. and, like, eat garbage food. And I kind of feel food. like she was, like, just my recollections of that show. Like, I think I was probably in college, but I feel like she was, like, digmatized, honestly. Yes. She was, like, super sexed up. Yeah. She probably... Like, she'd been dating Justin for so long, neither of them wanted to be in the relationship anymore. No. She meets this guy who's just... She's just, like... It's her backup dancer. Yeah, she's like horny for him. Yeah. And like, whoops, she married him. Yeah, and I think that she's like, I'm 21. Like, I can get married. I can do this. Like, whatever, whatever, whatever. I think she just thought, like, it's the right age. It'll give her some stability. She, She just like, also, you have to understand, like, she didn't grow up. Right. She didn't have a chance to grow up. So I think, like, her decision-making is not a mature decision-maker. She's also, more erratic. also, not the first 21-year-old on earth to marry the wrong fucking yeah, guy. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. Definitely not. And so, fast forward to 2006, okay? After two years, they get divorced because obviously he's like a steaming pile of shit. And yeah. she says, like, he's opportunistic. He's not helpful. He's not yeah. a good partner. So, she finally had enough. Britney Spears is now 24 years old. She's been divorced Still twice. Still a, a wee infant. Younger than me. Yeah. Younger than you. Yeah. Like a baby. She's been divorced twice. She has yeah. two kids. Yeah. She had these kids that were born less than a year apart. Mm-hmm. Okay. And on top of everything else, the paparazzi are literally stalking her. Like they're everywhere. And it was so bad that paparazzi laws were instituted in 2008 because of the harassment and danger that she experienced to herself and to all the people around her. The state, the, the city of Los Angeles had to pay a ton of fees and fines when she had to go to the hospital in 2007 oh, really? because of like all the chaos that surrounded the hospital and everything. So they were like, this can't happen again. So literally there's like councilmen in Los Angeles quoting, quoted saying like, we're not going to call this the Britney Spears law, but after the events that happened last year, we need to infor- enforce like more strict laws. This was like the 5150. Yes. This okay. was the 5150 time. And they came into her driveway. There was no laws against coming into oh, people's driveways. Right. And so after that's, I'm just trying to tell you how bad Britney Spears had it literally after this, this 
happened to her in 2007. The like councilman of Los Angeles said, we're not calling this the Britney Spears law, but it's because of Britney Spears. Wow. Like there was no one yeah, more was, photographed like, no than her. no regulation on like famous people. No regulation. And so I'm just saying like, you have postpartum depression. You have two children. You have a piece of shit ex-husband, and you're only 24 years old. And also, and like, no privacy. All the pressure to keep up with your career, get your yes. body back. You have no freedom you in your career. Also, how could you not spiral? Can you like imagine being 24 and having that? I mean, I couldn't even be 24 regular. Yeah, I hate me it. neither. Yes, me neither. So okay, now we've arrived to 2007. At the top of the year in January, her aunt, who she was really close to, dies. She's been partying with Paris and Lindsay. We've seen her pussy popping oh out of the cars with them. Like, that was like such an era. It too. was such an in era. Ta- I, I specifically remember those like tabloid covers. Yes. Because everyone was so thin. Yes. And that's everyone when was I was anorexic. obsessed with being thin. Mm-hmm. But the way they covered these women, it was truly like... It was everywhere. Yes. It was absolutely everywhere. It was, you could not not see it. Every night just partying. Yep. And so I think that she didn't get to really do that. Fire crush. (laughs) She didn't really get to do that. Like in her youth, like she was working, working, working. Now, like she's just like I think still rebelling. And like, who are your friends when you're growing up in the Mickey Mouse Club and you're like have the number one song in the country when you're 16. Like, who is your friend? When you've been no in one the normal. machine. You've been in the machine. Yes, since this whole three. time. No one normal, no one not in this world. So she's, like, partying, and she was probably on drugs at this time, okay? She and in, in, the Britney, in the Britney, in 2007, in the, early 2007, when she's Paris seen Hilton. with Paris okay, and all it. these, like, crazy party girls. Mm-hmm. But also, like, a long list of celebrities have abused drugs and have gone to rehab for it. Literally, Demi Lovato, Selena Gomez, Daniel Radcliffe, Mariah Carey, even motherfucking Keith Urban, okay? So, like, everyone. It's, like, a big... It's, like, a byproduct of being in Hollywood. So, like, none of these people are deemed insane, okay? So, for years now... Mariah. Okay, Mariah's (laughs) insane, but, like, that's different. That's different. That's different. But also, no one's putting her away. No. Okay? So, for years now, we've been reading that Britney Spears is unhinged, out of control, gone crazy. So, when she shaves her head, everyone freaks the fuck out. Yeah. Some people think that she just went insane and lost her mind. Some people think it's for drug tests, but they can do blood tests. Like, you you can't shave your head and get away with drugs. It's not how it works. So, T-Pain, weirdly, randomly, has one of my favorite commentaries on Britney Spears' shaving of the head. And I think it's the truest, most beautiful explanation of why she did it. T-Pain said, that was the most beautiful thing in the world. Do you know why she was shaving her head? Because it was so important to other people. She's like, listen, don't touch my hair anymore. Stop touching my hair. People were like, we've got to make your hair before you go outside. You can't leave. She went, now I don't have hair. What are you going to do? Honestly, T-Pain, and I hope I'm not wrong about this, but if you look into T-Pain, he's like kind of a write-on guy. Yeah. I don't think he's ever done anything like that. I don't think he's up. done anything And I bad. remember seeing, reading a few quotes from him about different stuff and being like, huh, I agree with T-Pain on many things. Yes, yes. And he's this was cool. one of the things where I'm like, you know what? He's fucking right. And that's yeah. a beautiful way of putting it. Yes. And I think she was just trying to rebel when she shaved her head and tell the whole fucking world, I'm not your fucking doll anymore. I'm not your Barbie. When other women shave their heads, 
They're labeled as being brave, empowered, beautiful, but strong. Also crazy, like a regular everyday but, woman. But today, of course, not not the Brit to the Britney level. But I would say, just general, a female shaving her head is never going to go over well. Like, and that's fucked up. But I think that some people, when they see it, they're like, "That is really brave. That is really brave." I know, so, I know a woman that did shave her head, and like, honestly, like, she had to do it for medical reasons, but. She could have just not, and she could be wearing a wig, and right. she doesn't have to do it. So when I see that, and I think some people probably would say, like, that's crazy for a woman to do that because it's so much of our, like, security. Yeah. But I think a lot of people now would consider it brave. I agree, but I also, I'm just saying, like, the messaging in the patriarchy is, like, something yeah. is wrong with you if you're a woman and you shave your head. Yeah. And so she could have known that and said, fuck yeah, yeah. I think something's wrong with me. Yeah. I'm sick of this whole I, thing. I think, honestly, she doesn't even think that far into, like, yeah. the like unconscious or the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah. I love her to death, but I don't think she goes there. I honestly think she was just like, I fucking hate that you guys keep making me up. I hate that I'm, like, this yeah. representation of this thing. I honestly think the album The Original Doll was going to be a lot about that, about how she's, like, a doll. Like, people literally control her every fucking move. Right. And I think she was like, I'm over it. And I think that because of the propaganda that we saw from tabloids and all the messaging we've seen up until 2007, Britney Spears was not only accused of being crazy and insane, but she was then legally deemed mentally unfit to handle her finances and medical care. Yeah, so walk me through that. How do you go from, okay, you got married twice, you have two kids, you shaved your head but now you're insane yeah like, great how? question great question and this is the scam of it all so because i think there was so much media sensationalism surrounding yeah. britney spears in general there's been a lot of talk that she's crazy she's out she's out of control she's this she's that and according to several lawyers and professors of law the conservatorship orders actually violated britney spears's civil rights and did not respect Californian law. Wow. Because when she was granted the conservatorship, she was denied the right to choose her own lawyer, and she was not given the right to appear and be heard when the temporary conservatorship was granted. So who was making all the decisions? Correct. Correct. Her father. Her father and her managers and her team of Where people. Where was her mom? Her mom and her were estranged, and her mom is now involved and supportive of her having divorced, more autonomy. Right? Her parents, they got divorced. Like in the midst of her fame. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then her mom has, I think that she was estranged from her mom for a long time, and now her mom has been at her court hearings recently, and she has publicly said, I support her wanting to have more autonomy. I okay. want that for her. But at this time, Britney Spears' father becomes the, like, the temporary conservator for her, and she was being held. What in year was this? This was in 2007. Okay. This is like happening right away. This is like an emergency conservatorship right. that's temporary. She's being involuntarily held Very at UCLA. Soon after the, the, the head shaving. Literally while she's being in like a 5150 hold at UCLA. Involuntarily. Right. So I don't even know what happened that her mental breakdown was happening, that they like called 911 and like put her in a hold. But while she was there... She was not given the right to choose her own lawyer. She was not there to be heard and to, to hear what, like, why this was being put on her. So, like, some lawyers and law professors are saying that this actually was a breach of illegal. her civil rights and this is illegal. There were multiple things that were done illegally. So, for people that also don't know what a conservatorship is, just, like, it's usually 
used for people that have dementia Mm -hmm. or for people that are mentally incapacitated and the conservatee loses all of their civil rights essentially because they have now have they've signed over their rights to be completely taken care of by someone else they can't make any decisions so you know she's been called crazy for 11 years for making mistakes that everyday people can make and if Britney Spears was 24 in 2019 and she was doing the shit that she was doing then she would not there's no way be under an 11 year conservatorship where her rights are completely taken away look at Bella Thorne look at Tana Mojo Jojo look at fucking Miley Cyrus like Britney Spears would not be like this and a lot has happened in the 11 years that she's been a prisoner she's been trying ever since 2007 to get out of the conservatorship there's many many legal filings of appeals to get out of it Um, And like I said, she's been denied the right to make phone calls, see friends, be alone with her children, walk outside alone, drive a car, decide whether or not she can get married. Her father decides that. All basically your basic human rights. Like literally she does not have those. She has not had those for 11 years. And the problem is that no one has believed her because she's been labeled as crazy. And this is a classic story in tons of fucking horror movies, in fucking archetypal stories, in dramas. This is when something really crazy happens and the person can't tell the police or tell anyone what happened because then everyone's going to think... This is like a fucking nightmare. This is a nightmare. This is a nightmare. Like, literally, they're like... I never thought of it like that. Yes. It's a horror movie. It's a horror movie. But it is. It's a horror movie, and it's been going on for 11 years. She can't get out, and no one fucking believes her, and she can't tell anyone what happens because what happens when you tell... Like, in the horror movie, if something fucking insane and awful and scary happens, but you're like, I I can't tell them because they're going to think I'm insane, what happens to you when you tell them? You get arrested. Right. You get punished. They'll lock you away. And her management team have concocted the greatest scam possible with Britney Spears because they've gotten the whole world to think that she is fucking crazy. So no matter what she says or what she does, no one will believe her. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. And on top of everything else, she's a woman. And women are even harder to believe in the first place. You can't believe them. They're all crazy. And we've seen with rape, rape culture throughout the entire world that... They don't believe women and they're not. And these women that are like talking that claim that they've been raped and make these statements and files, they're not labeled as unstable and unfit to care for themselves. And they're still not believed. So how are you going to believe a woman that is? You won't. You won't. So when I've told people this saga, (laughs) some people have said, "Okay, I get her managers and agents like and her team doing this to her for money. But why would her dad do this? He lives with her. He doesn't have have access to the money. That's (laughs) exactly what I said. A lot of dads are very bad. They're very bad. For some people, power is everything. And that's what they get off on, is power. And late, late last year, her father filed a request to have his conservatorship extend to the states of Louisiana, Hawaii, and Florida, which is where she typically oh, vacations. Oh, she always goes to Hawaii for vacation. And now he wants to have conservatorship over there. This man is obsessed so with having... So what does he need to control for her on vacation? He, because that's my point about what the fuck is he getting out of this? He gets off on the control. He fully controls her. Like, what her. the fuck you care what you're done? Let her fucking go to Hawaii at it's, the beach. This man literally has a prisoner. Why are you extending her fucking conservatorship to other states? He filed for that. So he wants full control of her. He's emotionally abused her. And he's maybe even physically abused her. Because last week, K-Fed filed a police report against Jamie over an Jamie's alleged... The that's the dad. 
over an alleged physical altercation between Britney's oldest son, Sean Preston. I also think it's interesting that KFED filed this report. Yeah, the villain. The villain filed this report of physical assault on his children against the father. I wonder if that's because if Britney Spears filed this report, no one would believe her because they think that she would just be trying to get out of her dad's conservatorship. 100%. No one would fucking believe her and her children are getting hurt. So, like, that is really upsetting and really scary for me. But also maybe KFED... Maybe maybe Britney has been complaining to K-Fed for years about this. Yes. And it took him to see it himself or something. Yes. Yes. Because maybe he didn't even believe yeah. her. Yeah. It's wild to think that this is like some he had to plan shit. it. This is crazy. It's really crazy. And so now Sean and Jaden, her two sons, have been granted a restraining order against the <gasps> grandfather. Okay. So Jamie Spears has temporarily stepped down as Britney's conservator because of the restraining order. So who's in charge now? So there's a temporary conservator who has all of the same powers that were granted to Jamie. And there's... Who is it? It's this woman, I forget her name, something Montgomery. But she was requested by Jamie to be oh, the conservator. So and the judge pals. And the judge appeased it. So Judge Brenda Penny is going to evaluate all the information on September 18th at 1.30 p.m. at the Stanley Moss Courthouse in L.A. Um, and the Free Britney rally is taking place at 12.30 p.m. I'm going to try to get out of work for a little bit because, like, honestly, it's important to me. Um, It's up to this woman to free Britney Spears, but is she going to do it? What is up for debate next Wednesday? Her entire conservatorship? If the conservatorship is abusive or not. and if And she's done psychological tests to show, like, there's... And the trigger for this trial was Jamie It was already It was already going on. She already filed in January, like, I want out of this. I need new psychiatric evaluation. I want this, this, and this. And so, especially, I think what really triggered her was last year, he's trying to extend his conservatorship. So she's like, I gotta get the fuck out. Oh, okay. But now, we're all worried about this judge because she did what Jamie asked and put this conservator that he requested over Britney Spears. So that's not a good sign. So do you think that could have just maybe? I mean, I have no idea how the law works, but that could have just maybe bought her time to this case that was already pen, this trial that was already pending for her to like review all the materials or something. I hope so. Or maybe but it's just like a precedent that's already set. That's like traditionally uh, what you do. I don't know. I don't know. I, this is a, this is like an unprecedented case. I think where the conservator, who's the person that's supposed to take care of you and keep you safe, is physically abusing the children so i don't think that person in its normal case that's real like plan b that's like written into the law there there should be there should be and in this case there wasn't for her because he got to pick the person and the judge appeased that decision so i don't know I don't know. I hope it's going to be okay. Free Britney protest starts outside the court at 12.30 p.m. (laughs) at the Stanley Moss Courthouse in L.A. But to wrap this up, okay, Britney Spears being crazy has been an extremely lucrative financial scam for a lot of people. She's been a prisoner for over a decade. She was 25 when she was placed under a temporary conservatorship, and she is currently 37 years old. Her dad, her team, who the fuck else knows who took advantage of this media sensationalism and overtook her estate and deemed her as incapacitated mentally. But tell me then how the fuck she's done three world tours since this conservatorship was placed on her and where this money has gone because there's a lot missing, but apparently she's too unfit to do her own finances. So if you're a woman listening to this, I just want to say good fucking luck to you. I hope this never happens to you. 
and that you are never gaslit by your family and society and people that you trust to have the world believe that you're crazy because you know what? No one will fucking believe you. No one will fucking believe you and you might be a prisoner for a long, long, long time too. And you better pray that there is a bitch crazy enough like me out there that knows we're in the matrix and all of this is bullshit and none of this is real and will fucking believe you. But I end with a quote from Britney Spears herself. People can take anything away from you, but they can never take away your truth. From her iconic track, My Prerogative. Isn't that song Bobby Brown? Yeah, but it's also <laughs> Britney Spears we did it. And I don't know if that part of it was in his song. Tip. Magnum opus. How do you feel about the situation now? Me? Yeah. I mean, you gave me a ton to think about. And I think where I was coming in to this, to tonight and this episode was as someone who bowed to the hand of the media for the last 11 years, specifically like when it first started, the head shaving, the everything, like I thought she was crazy. Um, I didn't yet have like the critical thinking that I have developed over the years to question what I see in the media and like question the archetypes specifically of women in the media, like women everywhere that are being messaged to us. Um, I think as the years have gone by, what sticks out to me about like quote unquote crazy Britney Spears is like that VMA performance in 2008, which was like a nightmare. Yeah. Um, her coming to today, like her Instagram post where you're like, what are you doing yep. there in your house? Yeah. Um, that's what I think of, but mostly, if you were to just ask me what my one sentence take on Britney is like, I feel bad for her. Yeah, is how I felt. And now that she for shouldn't a while. be a prisoner. Yeah. Well, I didn't truly. I never considered her a prisoner because I don't. I didn't know the details of the conservatorship. I don't know what that means. Yeah. To me, that means oh, your dad is like signing your legal paperwork. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Because I've never. Cared Not that to you look can't see it, your friends or you can't make phone calls no and you idea. can't get mail and you can't be alone with had your kids. Had no idea. And you can't get married. Yeah. Had no idea yeah. that that's what all of that stuff means. Yeah. So I think truly, like, when you said it's like a horror movie and no one's believing you, like, that is a horror movie. I literally got chills when you said that. I feel very bad. I do, though, wonder truly what is her mental health now. Yeah. Like, what actually is it? Well, because some I of will those say, posts are, like, a little wild. I think that she might, she might be bipolar. She might have manic depression. She might have something, which yeah. is fine. But she was being put on a lot of medication. Yes. A lot of medication. And the reason why the domination tour was canceled and Larry Rudolph is on record saying this is because she stopped taking her medication. Mm -hmm. And I think if you watch the Black Mirror episode with Miley Cyrus, she stops taking her medication in this episode. And they come for her because they're trying to medicate these people because they want to keep them working and they want right. to keep them docile. So I don't know what pills she's on, but I think she wants to be free of the conservatorship before she starts taking more pills. Right. I think she doesn't trust. My other point I was going to get into, I don't remember what I I just said but I think as you said before were she 24 today and this was happening the, none of the the last 11 years would have happened to her because I think the way in which we talk about mental health in general is it, it makes me realize having gone through this history for the last 40 minutes like we have actually as a country come so far yes. in terms of how we publicly talk about mental health yes and it actually makes me feel good yeah. I feel like you know my younger cousin for instance is 18 and talks about 
all these kids in her school who have depression and see psychiatrists and like so many have like committed not to commit well some have committed suicide but so many have, have attempted suicide this is a national conversation yeah and i think now the public were britney spears 24 and doing these things we would actually i think there would be more of a like kind of like public hug for her versus like a show a witch hunt yes this like giant like get this crazy bitch out of here yeah. like now like we feel bad for Demi Lovato we're all rooting for Demi Lovato yes you know what I mean yes and really when you lay out what she did when you lay out what Britney did like what was it's that not crazy? that big a fucking deal it's like, really not really a big what deal. was that crazy it wasn't that crazy and I think when people think about the 2007 VMAs for example she had just had a nervous breakdown, mm-hmm. which people have that. They have mm-hmm. psychotic breaks also, by Regular the way, and you can come back from that. Yeah. Yes, yes. And I think that in 2007, she was put on a stage at that point. Like, this is the comeback. You need to and come like, back now. But like, shame on you, MTV. Yes. Honestly. Yes. Yes, to monopolize on that. And shame on you to her fucking management team and her but dad. But shame on them forever. Honestly. Yeah, shame on them forever. Yes. But like MTV who claims yes. to like Stan. Yes. No, no, you didn't. You didn't look out for her. And for the people that are her conservators, okay, and the people that are looking out for her and are supposed to take care of her, you have like her medical care in your hands. Do you really think it's a good idea to force her onto stage and make her come back in a fucking bra and underwear when she doesn't feel very good and she was just going through rehab? She and was she, clearly she not, was not mentally Not there. mentally there. And also another note of someone that I will never forgive is Sarah Silverman. And I think part of the reason why Britney Spears' performance was so bad was because what I heard was that she had heard in the rehearsal Sarah Silverman's jokes that came on right after Britney performed. Mm -hmm. And her jokes that she said, where they like go to like 50 Cent's face, Rihanna's face, Jennifer Garner's face, everyone is looking at what Sarah Silverman with disgust. And literally Sarah Silverman's like at the end of the like segment, she's like, I have diarrhea, I have to go. Cause she's trying to like, I'll show you the video after we do this podcast. She She said something rude about Britney Spears, his body, her performance, whatever. And then talks about her kids. And she's like, they're the cutest mistakes I've ever seen. Oh. And then turns her head sideways and like presses her lips together with her fingers and shows what Britney's vagina looks like. If I heard that in rehearsals and you want me to go perform knowing that right after I get off that stage, you're going to fucking say my kids are the cutest mistakes you've ever seen and imitate my vagina and make fun of me. I'm also not going to give 100% to that performance because fuck you, that's humiliating. And I'm just saying like that performance, I know a lot of people were like, that's a crazy thing. But I think when when you think about her mental health and her mental state and her current physical state and everything about her, they should not have put her on that stage. That shouldn't have been forced on yeah. her. And if you hear jokes like that and you know, you know you're going to go give, that's like me giving a presentation knowing that right after I give it, people are going to shit on me. Well, I do think that Sarah Silverman is a comedian, but I don't think Britney was in a place to, be to made hear fun of. one joke about no. anything. No, no. Because sometimes you can hear jokes. Sometimes my boyfriend can tell me jokes and I'm like, fuck you. Yes. It totally depends on your state of mind. Yes. She should. That was her first VMA performance in several years. It's not the time to make a joke about her. Yeah. So I get it. That's the other thing I'm saying too about now today, how we view mental health. Like Sarah Silverman herself, I don't think would say that stuff. Like she has evolved a lot. I, you probably don't like keep up with her because you hate her, but like truly I think that she's, she would see her then and be I'm not like 
sticking up for Sarah Silverman. I just like happen yeah, yeah, to yeah. see her tweets occasionally, whatever. I think she actually like is trying to fight the good fight, and I yeah. think she would see her jokes then and be like, "That was a bad mistake." Yeah. But I think because it was so common for all of us to just joke about crazy people. Yes, yes. And actually, Craig Ferguson, I remember. I loved him after this, and I was like too young to care about Craig Ferguson. But he talks about, like, on his open, like, every fucking, like, late night comedian during this Britney Spears time oh, was, was, was like, this crazy bitch, this, this, that, making fun of her laughing. And he said in the opening monologue, I know everyone thinks I'm going to make jokes about Britney Spears. But I'm not going to do that because in the early, he respects mental health. Even back then, he was woke. And he said in the early 19th century in America, people would, they would put a hole in the walls, like insane asylums, into people's rooms and you would pay money and you could come and look through the hole and laugh at these people. And he was like, I feel like that's what I'm doing if I stand up here and make fun of Britney Spears because it's not funny. And I was like, I fucking respect you because no matter what she was going through, and let me tell you something, if I was 24, had two divorces, Kevin Federline's my ex-husband, I have two fucking kids that were born one year apart. And I'm a fucking puppet for Jive Records. I'm I'm a puppet for Jive Records and I have postpartum depression. I'm going through a lot I'm sure I would definitely have a breakdown I would definitely spiral a little bit I would definitely act out a little bit and then people were laughing at me it would feel like that so I think that thank god we've moved towards a more progressive view of mental health but I think the main point of this is that Britney Spears is not crazy in my opinion this entire thing was like media sensationalism people then concocting how they can like use her because they know that she's a money-making machine how they can the people around her how they can continue to use her as a fucking puppet get her on that stage make the money they take the money and she's 100 percent a prisoner and so the only reason why i wanted to really talk about this because you know it's like hard for me to talk about i really want to talk about it today because i just want people to empathize for her and believe that like she should be free as a 37 year old woman who did not put her baby over a balcony who did not pee on 14 year old children who did not molest anyone who did not hurt anyone that she should be allowed to have privacy with her children and be able to call her friends when she wants and drive a car by herself the fact that for 11 years now she's been like essentially kept from having her own human and civil rights I just it makes my heart break and like that's why I love her I just like empathize with her as like honestly an archetypal woman that's been like burned at the stake and like people continue to just like not believe her wow you gotta go on Wednesday I I know I gotta talk to my office if you guys are listening someone help me out I I gotta just go for a couple hours just see you have a doctor's appointment they're not (sighs) listening to this I know you're right no one made it that far for listening to this podcast Tip you did a great job thank you thank you you really did a great job thank you I really tried and I learned a lot okay I'm really really glad that makes me really happy I really learned a lot I didn't know everything that went into a conservatorship as I said like as I've kind of come into my own feminism in the last like five to eight years like I've started to empathize with her more because of the, you know, why aren't people listening to this woman thing? But you really, like, highlighted it. I really didn't. I didn't really, really think about it that. like that. If anyone really has questions, like hit me up. But please don't be mean to me. And please be sensitive because this is a sensitive topic to me. Okay. Last segment. Kardashian Corner, baby. Kardashian Corner. What do we have? I have... I wanted to talk about the Alice thing. I'm not fully prepared, but we should just talk about that for one second. I can't remember her name, but you guys remember the woman that Kim Kardashian got out of jail 
you guys also know that Kim Kardashian was releasing this this uh, Alice sh- Johnson. Alice Mary Johnson got her out of jail. Whatever was wrongfully accused her. I think she was in jail for like a, a low level drug crime, and she was in there for like some heinous amount of years. So she got her free. Donald Trump was involved, unfortunately. And then, you know, in the last couple months, Kim made waves again because she's releasing this shapewear line that she first called Kimono that somehow got through layers of sign-off without anyone being like, uh... That's offensive. What? Yeah, you can't do that. So she re- she changed the name to Skims, and I think today was actually, like, the big launch day. I think she was on the Today Show today talking about it. But um, she's been basically, like videotaping all of her friends in this like lo-fi setting like a very Kanye aesthetic um her sisters and her friends and all of these people like promoting skims promoting this shapewear including Kendall Jenner who's a supermodel who needs to wear and her personal trainer I'm sorry if those women need to wear Spanx and that's what fucking skims are for what the fuck am I supposed to do what am I gonna do Stop. Please don't use Kendall Jenner. Don't tell me her size and your skims. Thank you so much. Yeah, exactly. She's skin so and bones. I'm sure you guys have seen some of this, but I was truly stopped in my tracks. I think I was driving looking at Kim You, de- you definitely texted me while and driving. And I was like, excuse me? Yeah. Because one of the models she used was the woman that she got out of jail. So yes. there's a couple ways to look at this. When I told James, my boyfriend, he was like, that's cool. And I was like, What? I was like, I haven't, I haven't figured out the equation yet of why this logic is like fucked up. But this is bad. No, this is fucked this up. Is I fucked also up. don't know the logic, but it's like you're profiting off this woman who's been in jail for twenty years on a low-level drug crime that she never even probably should have gone to jail for. Yes. And now she's out. And sure, you could look at it one way. You gave her a job. Okay. You probably paid her a couple thousand dollars to do this video shoot whatever gave her some fucking skims in a press box congratulations but kim kardashian west is growing the estate of kim kardashian west via alice yes who just spent 20 years as a prisoner yes it feels wrong i also think it's also for me like you're just trying to remind us of what you did. You're trying by to remind way, us. Yeah, by the I'm way, here's Skims. But by the way, I am a lawyer. And I did get this person out of jail with Donald J. Trump helping. Which, by the way, he only helped because Kim Kardashian 100%. asked. Like, and I also am like, so... And I know he's like friends with like Kanye West. But I'm also just like, dude, like... Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Like, also talking about crazy people... Okay, Donald Trump literally said he wanted to nuke the fucking (laughs) hurricane coming our way. And this man not only hasn't been put under conservatorship, this man is allowed to be the president of the United States. I mean, the reason this podcast exists is because we live in a country where the number one scammer, the the number one scammer is the president of the president of the country and the president of the quote unquote free world. Yes. Okay. Number is He wanted to nuke a fucking hurricane. He said, why don't we nuke the eye of the storm and then that's how we beat it. And the Sharpie. I mean, we I could, can't. this could, yeah, tr- this, we could, we could do I a mean, whole podcast do about that. We should fucking Trump because I know. he's scamming everybody he's literally scamming every day of his goddamn life. everybody. And I know that that's, we digress from the point. Yes. But I'm sorry, I get really heated about this dumbass idiot. Of course. But, Anyways, yes. she's, she's now making money off of this woman she got out of jail. And usually Kim, to me, is like the least offensive. 
But, but, but always scamming. Of course. Yeah. Always scamming. But this was, I was rubbed yeah. the wrong way. Yeah. Did not I like was rubbed it. the wrong way Didn't also. like it. Also, a quick follow-up on a scam that Nicole predicted mm. was that Kanye West was making those domes on his, like, yep. 300-acre property like in Calabasas. And it was not confirmed at the time, but Nicole had predicted, like, this is this man making these adobe mud huts trying to fucking solve the homeless crisis in the United <laughs> States of America because he thinks that he can do it. Yeah. And there were rumors that this was for, like, Burning Man, that this was for this, this was for that, whatever. But finally, it is actually been proven that that was his attempt to solve the housing crisis in the United States of America with these windowless mud huts while he lives in his fucking mausoleum mansion, yeah. by the way. Thank you so much. And the Los Angeles County just shut it down because they're like, you don't have permits There's to no do codes, this. There's no codes, bro. You There's can't no just codes. do this. There's no codes. You can't. And he was like, but it's my 300 acres of land. And they're like, yeah, you have to like get permits to build on that land. You can't just regulation, build. regulation, asshole. Yeah, yeah. But I think that he thinks I'm here to save the world. What the fuck is your problem? So maybe he should call his little friend Donald Trump and get a fucking permit. You know what else he's doing right now that's scamming us? And we called this too. Via his Sunday service. Oh, yeah, we did call this. I called this one. I called this one. Which is expanding. Yes. Now he was in Chicago, whatever. There's a video of him walking through the crowd literally like Moses, like he's parting the Red Sea. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw it on Twitter. Mm -hmm. I did. Um, Now, of course, he's going to release a gospel album. Mm -hmm. Because this is his come to Jesus moment, literally. Literally, and that's what the fuck he's coming out with. We've seen the titles of the song from Kim's fucking Instagram. It's coming out on On September 27th. On her lawyer, yeah, her yellow lined (laughs) notepad that she's doing her amazing work on. With a heart over the car. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, he's coming out with his uh, gospel album and he's doing, he's now touring this thing. Will I be listening? Yes, I love gospel, but. I probably won't be listening, but it's fine. I love gospel. Well, but that's weird for you because you no, are sacrilegious. No, Kirk Franklin, <laughs> Love Theory, new album, really good. Okay, it's like my secret. Nicole's like, now scamming me, so I have no, to go. No, I have a couple secret like pleasure. Okay, listen. Nicole which hates is, like, religion. So I this hate is religion, strange. but I love like big gospel music when I'm like cleaning the house. Okay, and then I love like shitty country music when I'm like driving okay I hate all of the things you just said and we're ending the episode like this now so we're all getting scammed wow you're more open-minded than me maybe I have better taste than you it's called sensibilities okay an open heart and wow well I have that and I hope everyone has that for Britney Spears so (laughs) thank you all for listening and we will see you next week bye bye maybe two weeks I don't know bye Ladies and gentlemen, what can I say? Live TV. Exactly. I feel so bad my band started playing the wrong song, and I didn't know what to do, so I thought I'd do a hoedown. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs>